This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by Podcorn. What is Podcorn? Well, are you a podcaster? If you are, you do it for fun. You also maybe want to make some money doing it. The tough part is finding sponsors. And if you've done a podcast, you know that can be interesting. Podcorn's making it easy, and I found it easy by using Podcorn. It's a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform. I did it. Set their own rates. I did it. And collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. I'm doing that right now. Click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Podcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Brown is doing the chop, baby. Oh, no. What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 15, Texas Tech. We won! Again! This is nice. Follow me on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV, Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know, Facebook page for Unreasonable Doubt. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Click on the link in the in the show description of the show that you're listening to right now to buy podcast merch. You too can have a bowling shirt, a very fashionable bowling shirt with the logo of this podcast on the back of that shirt. So look at your phone, see the show description, see the link that gets to the store, and buy the merch. West Virginia wins again. West Virginia now 2-1 and one in Big 12 play. They beat Texas Tech at home after being gone for almost a month. Win this game 66-54. to 54. And this was a close game. For most of the way, it was tight. Matter of fact, West Virginia was up six after the first 20 minutes and felt like it should have been more. West Virginia was missing free throws and some turnovers, and and the game is closer than what you want it to be. And then the second half starts, and West Virginia doesn't score for four and a half minutes. And that's not good, right? And Texas Tech cuts a lead to three. And so that first media timeout after the 16-minute mark, I'm writing in my notes. And I haven't done this all season. Like, like sometimes, you know, I'm just writing what happens. I'm looking at the box score, making notes of what's going on. Oh, this guy's on fire. How fire is he? And then I look and the numbers prove it. I wrote a command in my notes this time. Uh, and I wrote, here's what I wrote. I wrote, put Deuce in. Now, let's be very clear. 
the pen and paper that I used uh, in my home in Nitro, West Virginia, and me writing that down had nothing to do with what happened in Morgantown in the Coliseum, okay? I'm telling you, and you know this, you know what I wrote had nothing to do with what happened in the game. What's also true is that after I wrote that, uh, Deuce McBride came into the game, and he scored six of the next eight points. So prior to me writing that in my notebook, West Virginia scored zero points. After I wrote that, West Virginia scored more than zero points. And that's totally a coincidence because West Virginia was going to score in the second half. Has that ever happened? Has that ever happened where a team went zero points in a half? I mean, back in the 1800s, I think the games, like when they were shooting in actual peach baskets, I think the games were like 11 to 9. So it's feasible that that's happened. Anyways, I'm getting off track. Deuce McBride had a great game. This is a freshman. And he's come in, and for those first four and a half minutes, West Virginia was passing the ball around. Good passing, but people not really kind of hesitating to shoot. And Deuce comes in, and he's not really hesitating. (laughs) He's looking for a shot. And he's making contested shots. He's making... These mid-range shots where he gets to where he wants to go and puts it in. He's He scored 22 points. He, it was on 8 of 11 shooting. All right? So he's he's on a roll. And that's great. And I love Deuce McBride as a basketball player. He's really, his offense in the second half was very necessary. Another guard's offense was very necessary today. And he's coming on strong. Brandon Knapper. South Charleston's own Brandon Knapper. Deuce is getting to play two guard. He's not having to run the point. Brandon Knapper's running the point. I mean, they both can run the point. And Deuce and Knapper were playing some in the Oklahoma State game side by side. They did a lot of that in the second half. Huggins was looking for in the second half guys who were looking for their shot and not killing us defensively. And both guys, Deuce is great at defense. McBride, or excuse me, Napper, not bad because he stayed in the game. He's looking for his shot. He had 10 points, including an important drive layup, got fouled, scored the foul shot to put West Virginia up 11 with four and a half minutes left. And really, it was over at that point, which is great. It's great to... Now, was there still a knot in my stomach? Absolutely. Did my wife, after that place, ask me, what's what's wrong? Of course, because I'm a crazy person. But for most people, after he made that shot, they felt comfortable that West Virginia was going to win the game. As usual with these victories, team effort... Lots of contributions. Oscar did not really contribute offensively today, but he had 17 rebounds. So he contributed in his way. Derek Culver, nine points, seven rebounds. A lot 
of offense in the first half. Jermaine Haley, he's been struggling. He had six points early in this game when West Virginia needed some offense. And he was getting his shots close to the basket. A good old-fashioned Jermaine Haley game. Oh, Jermaine Haley first half. Didn't, didn't see Jermaine Haley a lot in the second half. So let's talk about this defense, okay? And, and I've talked about it before, but as of this recording, I I tell you about the Ken Pomeroy ratings. West Virginia is now number one in Ken Pomeroy's defensive rating system. I've I've never seen that. It, it, I don't think I've ever seen that. I mean, they finished in those Press Virginia years. They ended the year one year fourth, and they they've they finished top ten before. But as of right now, they're number one in defense, which is amazing. They hold Texas Tech to thirty percent shooting, twenty two percent from three, and they cause fifteen turnovers. So besides that number one rating on Ken Palm, which is which really means something, 12 of their first 15 games, WVU has held the opponent to under 40% shooting, which is like amazing. Also, they're really good at defending the three. Now, the game I went to, not good defending the three. The Rhode Island game, those guys made seven out of 10. So they were 70%. Everybody else West Virginia has played has shot under 35%. And 11 of those teams, West Virginia held to under 30% shooting from three. Every game, West Virginia has caused double digit turnovers. And it's just, it's, if you're a fan of defense and not many people are, <laughs> most people really, they're focused on offense. But you watch these guys. Texas Tech had three or four shot clock violations. And some of them are very exciting. Like Texas Tech moving the ball around and looking for the wide open person because West Virginia presses and West Virginia sometimes will double team. And they're moving around and West Virginia's getting those rotations. And they run out of time. And then West Virginia gets the ball. and. That happened multiple times a day. It seems like it happens uh, multiple times in each game. And and the talking heads at ESPN are talking about how great West Virginia is at, at defense. People, I've heard people claim that West Virginia is the best defensive team. I read on the internet tonight that Kim Pomeroy says that they have the best defensive rating. So it, this is a thing. This is a, a real thing. <laughs> Not that it hasn't been already, but like, let's talk about it. In conference play, they held Kansas to 60. They held Oklahoma State to 41 and then hold Texas Tech to 54. West Virginia is elite at defense. And I love it. And I love it. So they win by 12. Matter of fact, they dethroned Virginia. And Virginia caused West Virginia's Texas Tech matchup to start on another 
channel because Virginia, <laughs> those poor folks, Virginia was tied after regulation. They were going into overtime and they were tied with Syracuse at 43. So, <laughs> so what I'm saying is on ESPN, they had a game at four featuring Virginia who holds people in the 30s and they lost that game today against Syracuse. And then they followed up with the best team now defensively, West Virginia. So for four and a half hours, it was a it was a defense love fest. <laughs> and I'm sure that got major, major ratings. Anyways, they're our team. And so I appreciate defense. It's not all rosy, and I'll talk about that in Random Thoughts coming up. Dire Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Dire Prime, you know what they do. They do designs. They're a full-service graphic shop. They're veteran-owned. They're family-owned. You need a design for whatever. They'll help you create that design, put that design on a t-shirt, on a frisbee, over 1 million different promotional products you can put your design on. And Dyer Prime can help you with that. Do not confuse Dyer Prime with, there's this company out here, and they sound very similar. And if I was this company, I would change their name. But their name is Dyer Slime. And Dyer Slime is a full-service slime shop. Then they got borax and glue and sprinkles and glitter. Do not confuse this group, and they're and they're fine folks, but I think they're trying to piggyback off of the success of Dire Prime. So I'm not promoting them. I'm promoting Dire Prime. You should talk to them, and you can call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. Find them on the internet at direprime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dire Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. This is going to seem like nitpicking, right? I mean, West Virginia's 13 and 2. That's that's a great record. Their ranking's going to improve. They're going to be above 15, would be my assumption, moving into next week in the AP poll. But there's some bad. As good as West Virginia's been, and defensively, if you're number one in the world of college basketball, then that masks bad things, okay? But here's the bad right now. Emma Matthews still in a slump, okay? He changed the hairstyle. He's trying things to get out of the funk. And he hit a shot late in the shot clock early in the first half. Like, okay, he made that shot. Let's see what happens. That's the only shot he made. He made a free throw later. So Emmett Matthews with three points against Texas Tech. The last five games for Emmett Matthews after a roaring start to the season. His last five. One point, six points, two points, zero against Oklahoma State, and then three tonight. So you average that out. Emmett Matthews is averaging less than half a point a game. In the last five games. Now, we're leaning on Deuce, okay? And I'm just throwing this out here. Maybe Deuce can't do that every single night. 
okay? <laughs> because he's a freshman and also because of basketball. So we need him at Matthews to step up offensively. Still looks like he did it a couple of times again this game where he's hesitating when he's got an open shot at the rim. And there was limited open shots at the rim. Texas Tech is good at defense. Um, but where these other guys are looking for their shot, Emmett Matthews not looking for a shot right now. So we need him to turn the corner. I think he will. The guard play, all right? The guards, besides Deuce and Brandon Napper, were 4 for 14 shooting. And if you take out Jermaine Haley, the guards were 1 for 10, all right? So that's not sustainable offensively, okay? (laughs) So the guards have got to get some balls into the basket, all right? Another rough thing this game, Derek Culver's free throw shooting. All right. Now I'm going to, I don't want to sound like a nerd, but you know, I'm a nerd. All right. And so I was very excited when Derek Culver was making essentially all of his free throws early in the season. All right. But what we're experiencing here is a little math term as I, as I push my glasses up to the to the rib of my nose what we're seeing from Derek Culver is a regression toward the mean <laughs> that sounded smart right anyways he last year he shot at the free throw line 59% okay so when he starts the year making 17 of 18 <laughs> Either he's drastically improved, okay, or or it's a long season <laughs> and everything will balance out, all right? And so and so when you start the year 17 of 18, but you're in one year a 59% free throw shooter, then you're going to have situations like the last couple of games where Derek Culver has shot 20 free throws and he's made six of them okay so both can be true (laughs) because it's a it's a long season so uh after today he's now a 63 percent free throw shooter which is better than last year but hopefully we'll get to the more consistent like making six out of ten every night instead of these uh, these wild swings from making them all to what felt like today and, and the last game against Oklahoma State, uh, missing them all. But we'll see what we'll see what happens. All right. Let's see how it goes. But that's that's something that's going to bite us probably. And then another thing for sure that's going to bite us, and I've talked about this on the podcast, uh, it's it's turnovers. All right. And turnovers is what put Bob Huggins in a bad mood after this game. So there's good and bad to Bob Huggins being grumpy after a 12-point win against a ranked team at home, all right? (laughs) The good is he's frustrated about a 12-point win, which means that he thinks that they can improve and actually be better than what they were today. And what they were today was 12 12 points better than a ranked team. And a team 
that lost a lot of guys, but this team went to the national championship game last year. Okay. Anyway, Huggins was mad. And what was he mad about? Turnovers. Because West Virginia had 20 versus Texas Tech. And some of them, you know, some of these games where West Virginia's had high turnovers, it wasn't anything really egregious. You know, our big men are turning it over because they're getting double teamed and we've got still young guys playing down low. And so they're still figuring stuff out. And so that's, I understand that. The guards today had some egregious turnovers. Uh, Jermaine Haley drives. He's out of bounds, getting ready to throw it. And he basically kickstarts Texas Tech's offense by throwing it out to the middle of the court. And it looked like when he threw it, that it was only going to go to a Texas Tech player, which it did. And (laughs) like a majority of the Texas Tech team was way ahead of WVU's guys. And that's a bad situation every single time. So, and I'm sorry, I have to do this because of the numbers. West Virginia had 20 turnovers against Oklahoma State, 20 in this game versus Texas Tech, 2020. <laughs> because the year is 2020. <laughs> anyway. I'm telling you this, and Huggins is mad about it because you got to fix it. Because 15 games in to last year's season that I'm trying to forget, but I'm not really trying to forget because I keep bringing it up on this podcast because it was really bad. 15 games in last year, that team had 230 turnovers. All right? 15 And that team was like, they lost their first however many in Big 12 conference play. And it was a bad season, remember? Sad tournament, remember? This season, the team we feel good about, the team that's number one in defense, this team 15 games in has 229 turnovers. Okay? (laughs) So, essentially, we're on the same pace for turnovers as we were in a season where we were, uh, and nobody would argue with this, terrible. Okay? And yet, that's the thing, right? Everything I've talked about in this, (laughs) everything I've talked about that's bad right now is bad, and yet, West Virginia is 13-2. and All right? So everybody's got like their highs and lows, but these things, Culver's free throw shooting, turnovers, and Emmett Matthews offense and guard play, like we're winning despite those things being rough. And back to the point about regressing to the mean, you can also struggle in parts and then to to bring bring yourself up to the average, you're going to improve. And so I would look for the guard play and turnovers to kind of chill out a little bit for turnovers and offense increase. All right? Because I because I feel like those things are going to happen because of math. All right? Just trust math. Final thoughts coming up. 
Promanti Brothers, your college game day headquarters. Late night deals start daily at 9 p.m. Great deals on fan favorites, including wings, sandwiches, and more. Check up with the brothers on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for the latest deals, most up-to-date news, and info on game day specials. Promanti Brothers, your go-to brothers on game day and every day. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I was watching Beach TV the other day, as as one does, you know? And if you haven't caught on on Beach TV, you know, 24 hours a day infomercial about the Myrtle Beach, <laughs> the Myrtle Beach area, the Grand Strand. The commercial came up for the Legends show. All right? And it's basically... A two-hour dinner show uh, where people who kind of look like famous singers uh, sing their songs, sing the famous people's songs, all right? Impersonators. And when I watched today's West Virginia-Texas Tech game, I felt like Texas Tech had some legends in concert, all right? Legends in basketball. One of the guys for Texas Tech, and I don't remember him from last year, so that he must be a new guy. He looks like the Legends in Concert version of Steven Adams, okay? <laughs> and that guy, uh, now, definitely he was the Legends in Concert version of Steven Adams because he wasn't as tall, but he had the hairstyle of Steven Adams. He had tattoos like Steven Adams. Steven Adams has tattoos, correct? Anyways, <laughs> that guy, kind of annoying. I'm not annoyed by Steven Adams. I find that guy fascinating in the NBA. But anyways, that guy was a Legends and Concert version of Steven Adams. Then they had another guy, and this guy was, uh, I feel like I've seen him on the team before, and I've put it together. He's the Legends and Concert version of Jay Crowder from the NBA. And this guy for Texas Tech that looks like Jay Crowder, like, I don't know if this was their game plan or West Virginia forced this, but basically he was running the offense. One of their tallest guys, like the guy that should be close to the basket, he was like getting the ball at the top of the key. I think he led the team in assists. He wasn't bad. I was impressed with his game. It's just a weird strategy that usually the guards kind of do the uh, do the running the offense thing. But anyways, the game today made me think of Beach TV, and so any game that makes me think of Beach TV is a fun game to watch. So thank you, Texas Tech, for bringing your legends in basketball to the to the Coliseum. I really appreciate that. The next game for WVU is going to be Tuesday. It's going to be at home. Another game in the Coliseum. This one's a late one. 9 p.m. in the Coliseum. Have you been to a 9 p.m. Coliseum game before? If so, let me know what that's what that's like. <laughs> I can only imagine the things that you hear at a 9 p.m. game. <laughs> Versus a noon game on the weekend. 
Anyways, 9 p.m. ESPNU, West Virginia will face Texas Christian University, TCU. Now, TCU's at the top of the standings of the Big 12 Conference. They're 3-0. And they've won a game in overtime. They've won a game at Kansas State. And they beat Oklahoma State today at home. They saw our holding Oklahoma State to 41. And they said, you know what? We'll do one better. And they held Oklahoma State to 40 today. Um, So this will be a tough game. But it's a home game. And for what it's worth, it it has no bearings on the game. But uh, TCU got their NCAA notice of allegations this week. One of their assistant coaches, who they fired, um, these allegations are coming because the, the guy that they fired, uh, he accepted. Uh, you're, are you sitting down? This guy accepted bribes. You know, like like money that the NCAA tries to keep out of their athletics, uh, people do it. And the FBI kind of did wiretaps and stuff and caught people. And the Big 12 has 10 teams. Three teams now, including TCU, Oklahoma State, and Kansas, have received notices of allegations. That has nothing to do with the game. I just wanted to inform you that. Inform you of that. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Listen or don't. Just listen on a couple. Listen on Apple Podcasts. Listen on Spotify. Listen on Overcast. Listen on CastBox. What I'll ask you to do is if you're on Apple Podcasts, there's a, a button that you can click to that you can write a review. Write a review. That helps this podcast. I don't know how, but it's a nice thing to do. I appreciate you doing that ahead of time. Until the next game, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2019-2020 season, 13 wins, 2 losses.